Right, so this is uh, episode 25 of the podcast, um, which has come around really quickly. It certainly feels like it to me, Um, but it's been a lot of fun and there's been some really great episodes and it's been interesting doing that poll as well on Twitter today um, to see, you know, what people felt were the the favourite episodes we've had so far and, um, you know, why they've enjoyed them and stuff, because I think, you know, I've had lots of different theories behind um the people i bring bring on um obviously they've all had sort of a link to us in some respect but they've all been kind of different as well so there's even though it you know there's there's lots of different content on this one podcast i feel in terms of sort of the types of conversations we have as well so you know it was interesting to see the results of that poll anyway and so anyway what i thought we'd do is I thought it'd be interesting to have three of the patrons on basically today because obviously, as people know, I do have a, a patron for this podcast and we do have um, a lot of support, which obviously I'm ridiculously grateful for. Um, so yeah, we thought we'd have three patrons on today. So we've got uh, Lid Squidge, which everyone will know from Twitter. Say hello, Lid Squidge. Hello. <laughs> Put your wine down. We've got Tim Musgrove <laughs> as well, that people are known on Twitter, regular contributor on Twitter. How are you doing, Tim? I'll do, Adam. Nice one, mate. And we've also got Richard Fitzthomas, who everyone will know from Twitter as well, and who also uh, linked me up with Maps uh, through his own sort of, you know, musical brain, thinking, oh, I think that might sound cool together. So thank you very much for that, Richard, and say hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk a bit more about that later on as well, man, because that's a, such a cool thing in itself. But yeah, and obviously we've got Pete Fletcher as usual. We wouldn't do something like this without Pete Fletcher. How are you doing, Pete? You sounded a little bit ill yesterday, mate. Are you feeling a bit better? Now then, now then. Feeling much better. Feeling much better. Pete, eternally on that soundboard as usual. Um... <laughs> so yeah, with it being the 25th episode, I thought it'd be interesting to have a few people on to talk about um, what they've liked, what they've enjoyed, do you know what I mean? And it's an opportunity as well for me and Pete to, to effectively look back over the conversations we've had as well. Um, so, I mean, you know, it was obvious that the band episode, I think, was going to win. As soon as we put that as an option in the poll, you know, everyone's... Um, although I still I don't think that's actually got the most plays, has it? I think Rob Part 1 still technically got the most plays by about five or six. But anyway... It was always obvious that, you know, that was going to be um, everyone's favourite on Twitter anyway. But, you know, we can talk about a little bit about that now as well, once we've sort of addressed what people's favourites are on here. So I thought we'd start with you, Squidge. Um, so obviously, you know, you've been uh, contributing to sort of Twitter whenever I've put anything out since the beginning. And it's great to have you as, as a patron, obviously. And you've been listening to them all. So, you know, I'd, l- I'd love to hear your thoughts really in terms of what you've enjoyed um, and what you'd like to hear more of and things like that. So I loved all the podcasts. They've Mm. they've all been really, really good. Mm. And I kind of had, it was a a toss-up really for me between Jim Abbess and David Boyd. Um, I re-listened to both of them today Mm. and I I decided that David Boyd was the one for me. Mm. Um, Pete, you actually said something that really resonated in that in that um, podcast for me and it's like all all the episodes are like pieces of a puzzle that have come together and um, I think for me hearing about the early days when these lads were like 18 has has really kind of blown me away really because what they went through what what they experienced has been incredible to hear because you only you you know you kind of as a fan you see what's on the stage you 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 buy the cds you see them live but you don't actually know what what goes on behind the scenes and um it's very much pieces of a puzzle and for me what brought it home to me as well is that my daughter's 15 this year. I mean, these lads are only two years older than my daughter. And mm. they're going through what they were going through. They were creating a bloody masterpiece, you know. And that has been incredible to hear from, from Jim, you know, being the producer. Yeah. Obviously, that was so interesting to hear about that. But I, I really liked David Boyd and the fact that he was like a kindred spirit to to the guys you know he was he was like part of the gang and that really came across so that that was definitely my most favorite podcast but it's it's funny because um uh, last thursdays with um rick 
McNamara again mm. about was was really good listening to Adam and him bounce off each other and I like the fact that Adam very often is put on the couch so to speak (laughs) has to talk about his experiences and his journey I hate that word journey but we're all on that with him you know so there's there's lots of really really good stuff I mean I don't listen I've never listened to a podcast until this I never bother because it's like you know it's like a tv chat show but on the radio and it's kind of like well that's really yeah i know exactly what you mean i mean i'd never listened to one before i'd heard a lot of people talk about them um but i've never listened to one myself but yeah i mean to talk about the episodes like you were talking about that's why i had those people on do you know what i mean and everyone that i've had on so far i think um I wanted to give people effectively like a window into those moments because that's what drove me on YouTube and everything else was like the, the passion that I had had for these memories. Do you know what I mean? And they weren't just in my head. Um, they were in all the other people who were there, um, you know, like like Jim and Dave Boyd and Tim. Do you know what I mean? Um, and we'll, we'll get to Tim's episode. Um, but yeah, it, to, to give people a window into, uh, you know, our relationship with Dave Boyd, which, you know, as you can hear, is just such a, a lovely warm guy and he's just yeah. got yeah he's just got such a great energy and i think um jim it was very you know very similar a, a different energy but that that same just lovely warm um, sort of high energy high positive energy anyway and it, you know that that was a great podcast for me because as i said in the initial tweet when i put it out um you know i was a little bit nervous because uh, i hadn't seen jim in quite a long time so as soon as he came into the zoom and just started laughing as soon as he saw my face he just started pissing himself yeah. laughing and that just made me <laughs> laugh and straight away we just like oh you know you know it was just like being 18 again as soon as as soon as he came in and started laughing we could have been back at jacobs um you know recording that that album so and i and i just i love giving people a window into that because i loved it so much when it happened to me that you know i I'll, that's what i've kind of wanted to share with these podcasts one aspect of them anyway yeah so i think i i can you know they were great episodes um yeah yeah man you know what's interesting is something I find fascinating, but nobody really gets to see is the Zoom when we're doing these meetings and you see these people that have been a big part of Adam's life for years at this, this special time. And then they come on this Zoom and it's it's really genuine because these aren't people that Adam still talks to frequently, right? So Jim Abbas and mm. David Boyd, they get on this Zoom and it's the first time they've seen Adam in like a decade. And you just see their faces light up and you see these two people reconnecting for the first time. It's really powerful. It's really something It's really something to be part of, but uh, yeah, I'm sure some of it comes across on the podcast, but just seeing <laughs> yeah. their eyes and their, their excitement about being involved in that, it's just, it's really a cool part of this. Oh, it definitely comes across on the podcast, yeah. Yeah, definitely that passion and that connection mm-hmm. absolutely so yeah let's um obviously we'll come back to you squidge on some other points but let's go on to richard fitz thomas if you want to sort of talk about um you know some of your favorite moments so far that'd be cool man um i'm trying to think well lynn like touched on the band ones were great uh just really interesting like hearing the other lads um sort of spin on things and just sort of like building on some of your points yeah and um I loved um, OG and I's, um, Phil's wife. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just a brilliant episode with like all the pictures there. You could sort of work your way through and sort of like use, um, I'd the top, was it uh, Capital Records when yeah. you were sort of balancing on the um, <laughs> on the uh, balcony there? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my God, lads, just don't jump off because then we're not going to earn any more good records. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and Rick's one was really good. Well, Rick's both of them are really good. You yeah. can see how, he, how he's a brilliant producer because he, like the energy and sort of like the positivity mm-hmm. he brings is like I can see why he's why why you get him in. Do you know what I mean? Just get you fired up and just you know get ideas bouncing around and all that. Yeah. That really came across as well. And uh, I loved uh, uh, Rob's. It was just brilliant anyway. But I love little things like when he was describing Mike Skinner and how he just goes into like sort of like finite detail about his uh, songwriting. Mm-hmm. And like when yeah, he's talking about yeah, yeah. building the melodies by um, using Houston, yeah. your favourite parts of other songs, I just thought, I, I was like, yeah, it, yeah, it makes complete sense. But um, yeah, it, like that was just mind-blowing to me because I was thought, like, it seems so obvious, but, you know, it was just like really good to hear things like that. So you wouldn't think of it. 
Um, and as well, when I think it might have been on Rob's one, I'm not sure though, when he was talking about you needed to, you needed one more track basically. So you just scuttled off to the car park and just did open your mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how, how do you do that? Do you know what I mean? I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to go and write, um, you know, just a banger for the end of the year album. You've got <laughs> yeah. like about 20 minutes, lad. So, you know, just, yeah. And um, as well, what Lynn was saying as well about Dave and Jim, it seemed like they were sort of back there again. You could just sense the joy in them. Do you know what I mean? Like they were back there again yeah. with users, youngsters, just feeding off that energy. Um, yeah, yeah. It was just like, well, like all of them have been good, to be honest. Like, I mean, like none of them like have, have been... Um, uh, Not interesting. Have, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. They've all been good. They've all been good. They've all been interesting. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm something funny, Marley. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's, I mean, the organized one, um, I absolutely love as well, you yep. know, just to talk about. And I've, I've, I've said quite a few times, um, you know, because I didn't, obviously, me and Jen get on really well. And I didn't know how nervous or not nervous she were going to be. Um, but as soon as we sort of started chatting and actually started remembering things, and it was about sort of um, both remembering memories at the same time. And it's, you know, that, that principle applies to, like we said, uh, David Boyd and the gym one as well. Sort of when you're reliving moments with people, you know, especially when you've got shared enthusiasm for that memory. And I think that really came across in the Gen episode. Um, I think, like you say, Richard, the fact that there was the photographs that you could follow along um, if you could work out how to do it, because I think there was a problem with them at first. So I don't know if everyone's seen those, but either way, you know, some, and it was fascinating. You know, I love seeing those pictures. You know, that's what's great about the level of documentation that Jen did is she's got all kinds of pictures that, you know, they, they effectively they, they hold memories that I'd forgotten. Lit, you yeah. know, literally yeah. forgotten, not like, um, you know, not even sort of a little bit, just like, you, you know, when you see something and it just instantly like, I would have never remembered that again unless, I, you yeah. know, <laughs> I saw that picture. Um, so, yeah, I, th I think that was a really great episode and I think it came at a ra the right point as well because I think it offered you know and it was it was after Rob's one it so and Rob's part two was quite a heavy episode man so I thought it would offer like um sort of a bit more lighter relief when you know we were talking not that not the rock you know it was I'm just saying it was heavy in terms of it, 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 you know it was emotional and things like that and I just thought the organized one would be a bit more fun which it was and I love that people are connected with it in that sense so yeah um with the Rob episodes as well I mean obviously you know I loved those I loved I loved doing that and I mean I suppose it's, I might go on a long ramble here I don't know but I mean, because of the nature of, I think, how things came to an end for the band and, you know, everyone knows this side of things, the fact that, you know, none of us talked much and that. And once we reconnected, you know, I didn't, I still didn't know if any of the lads would really want to come on the podcast, if you know what I mean. I didn't, and I suppose like Rick addressed in the last one, it's a bit of a case of you don't want to ask them through fear of them saying no. And, I, you know, I, I was a little bit worried that, Rob were going to say no to be honest um you know not for not for sort of bad reasons or anything like that just um at that point in time I didn't think it would be something he'd want to do and like it proper like warmed my heart when I sent him a text saying I know because I, I sent him the text and it said I'm pretty sure I said look mate I know you're probably not going to want to do this but uh you know I'd like to off, you know, that I invite you on the podcast if you want to, but I honestly don't feel obliged. And if you don't really fancy it, that's fine. And just straight away, we're just like, no, I'd love to. I'd absolutely love to. And it was just like, oh, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It was, as this whole process has been, you know, therapeutic for me, cathartic at, at, at levels you couldn't really describe, to be honest. You know, it's still a, it's still a joy, all this stuff. I think it was great for me and Rob, even though we'd had our own conversations, um, but I think it was great for me and Rob to get on well effectively that call and sort of talk about those things at the level that we did really oh um, yeah you know yeah. i thought that was just re as much as there was bits of pain in it i just thought the overall pair of episodes were just ridiculously positive mm -hmm. yeah yeah I, I was actually pinching myself uh, you know as a fan and being part of this you know it was a window to something super special i mean these guys had only really had one conversation before this you know post the music and so to come on a podcast and really open up like that I, honestly you don't hear stuff like that usually when, yeah. in, in especially with a band that's one of your favorites and then you know, initially, yeah. initially the, the pre-show conversation with Adam and I was like, all right, we're not going to bring up too much. We're going to focus on, you know, certain things. 
Rob wasn't even about it. Rob was like straight to the heart. Like he really came in with a good, you know, with a good attitude about it. Like he was genuinely sorry about things and, and just really opened up to everybody. I, you know, it, it was an emotional podcast. I was actually, yeah, yeah I was emotional it's, just listening to it and being yeah. part of it. And yeah, it was, that was it pretty felt, special. It, it felt necessary as well, for, like as a fan to hear him describe everything that went on to sort of yeah. fill in those gaps to sort of like why, um, how things happened. Yeah. Yeah. Pieces of a puzzle. Yeah, I mean, Rob led that conversation. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And, and uh, as Pete said, well, you know, I, oh, God knows how long I drilled it into Pete. Do you know what I mean? Because the last thing I ever want to do ever again, you know, in any way is I like, ever upset Rob. So, you know, I was like, look, Pete, you know, I don't want you to ask any questions that I don't know that, you know, that he might, <laughs> he might find difficult to answer. Do you know what I mean? But like, Rob just they just like jumped into it and i was a little bit taken aback to be honest at how at where the, at where that podcast went i had no idea that podcast were going to go there i thought it was going to be much more um you know just a sort of joyful reliving of you know our our happiest memories really of which we have got a great number do you know what i mean of which we have got a great number that's that's kind of what i thought that podcast was going to be so when it went where it did you know it did take me by surprise not but not not in a bad way at all it was i don't know you know because i suppose i do this relatively subconsciously if you know what i mean so many people say you know you you talk like at such depth and it's so wonderful to hear someone being so open i've never it's never really occurred to me and that do you know what i mean so yeah that makes sense but also, the the uh, the uh, organized one was pretty special as well because she came in with such the right attitude. As a matter of fact, she opened it up with, uh, "Oh yeah, come, you know, Rob was just on," and she's like, "Oh, and now you save, now you have me on." And so <laughs> she was she had a really good uh, heart about it. But she's like what every fan wants to hear, like the people that were alongside them yeah. during this time <laughs> in the limo and those funny stories and talking about these moments of you know like at a dinner party with you two and things like that you'd yeah. never hear and then here she is she was alongside you know something that most of us would have wanted oh, to have exactly known about. exactly and so yeah that was to me that was a special episode as well yeah she she comes in um like you said she came in with the right energy and the right attitude and stuff and that's what these podcasts are well that's what podcasts are about in general if you come in with the right vibe and stuff it's always you know it's it's always going to be fun and you know jenny was there from the start like like we talked about you know the first times i've ever met phil um you know she was just always around so always known her and then for her to sort of come on a lot of tours as she did and stuff it would you know she like you say pete she's got a lot of what you'd call real real first-hand knowledge of what it's actually like doing that stuff do you know what i mean and she, you know as much as we talked about brilliant times she knows as much as anyone that there's you know it, it's not an easy thing isn't touring you know my best mate deg who actually will get on this podcast he like came out with us once how long did he last i think he lasted like a day and a half before he was just like mate how the hell do you do this i'm absolutely exhausted <laughs> just like hey, you, got, you know you've got to become sort of hardened to it to an extent but yeah um let's uh, let's talk a little bit to tim musgrove who tim tim and his wife i'm you know i'm really fond of they've supported me a lot like um lidsquidge and richard fitzthomas as well in terms of always comment you know because i know twitter's not exactly it's hard to talk about really but i know twitter's not exactly a big deal to people in general but you have to understand really what it represented for me and that's i'm hoping that you know after this much time and this many podcasts there's a relative amount of context to that but the level of isolation that I put myself in, in general, to then be able to connect with instantly that many people who, as I've talked about before, sort of remembered who I was and all those sorts of things. So yeah, um, Tim and his wife, Nicola, always lovely comments and stuff. And obviously a big fans of the podcast as well of the band in general. So Tim, can you talk a little bit about some of your favorite parts? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the same as uh, Squidge and, and Richard. Um, I think the Jim Abbas episode was particularly good. Mm-hmm. Um, but but my favourite episode out of all of them, and I think it's outrageous it wasn't in the poll, is the Tom Nutter episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, I, I think that was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. For a start, yeah. I mean, it was one of the early ones. Um, so I think just being able to talk to your brother on the podcast sort of settled you into a rhythm as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Tom's um, sort of, natural 
love and affection and his pride in the band as well came through really well, as well as balancing that with the uh, the absolute sincere willingness to to milk it for everything it's worth as well. Uh, I think I think Tom had just as good a ride out of it as you, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, certainly. Um, yeah, so that, that as well. But it was like a, a double double episode. It was like a, a bonus episode because it was reviewing the the Tim Vigan one before. Mm, uh, and the Tim Vigan episode was, was brilliant in itself, how enthusiastic it was. But it was nice, an episode later, to, to sort of reflect on it and, and, and look at it in a bit more detail. There's the, the story when he was talking about you lads being in Japan early on. Yeah. And, um, and and Pete did such a good job of weaving that story into uh, the people when he'd, he'd sort of put the music in the background and, and listening to that and yeah. being a frustrated musician myself, I can sort of, uh, my adrenaline were going listening to it, thinking, mm. Christ, they were singing your <laughs> lyrics back to you for the first time. That must have been such a massive deal. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, you picked up on some brilliant points there. Um, let's start with Tom, which I'm sure he'll really appreciate. And, you know, I think as soon as I announced I were doing this, he were like, uh, well, you, you know, I could uh, I could come on your podcast if you want. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could. You know, not not in a bad way. Just at that point, I was like, look, you know, just let me and Pete sort of get a feel for it and, you know, we'll sort of just take a natural direction. But, yeah, like you say, Tim, it's a very good point. Um, I think that... That was, well, it, it it sort of eased me into it a bit more as well. Uh, you know, someone else that I'm obviously familiar with and, you know, I know that I can have a comfortable conversation with, but, you know, because when you, sometimes when you haven't spoke to someone in a long time, there's a little bit of, you know, getting into it. But yeah, Tom was great and he had some great stories and, and said some things uh, which were really nice, do you know what I mean? Which were which were really nice to hear. But he he's always always it was incredible both my brothers are incredibly well both incredibly supportive but also both uh incredibly uh well they love music do you know what i mean they love music so um like i say a lot and as we as has been talked about, when I were meeting people like Tim Vigan and Tony Perrin and Rob Partridge and Tony Wilson and all sorts of different people and you know, they they were managers and knew of and press officers of all these sorts of bands that, you know, were effectively my brother's favourite bands. Um so it, it must have been uh, you know, and don't get me wrong, like I've got a much better relationship with, well, I think my family in general these days. So it, again, it was nice to have Tom on the podcast. In the, you know, that was therapeutic and cathartic in a sense as well. And yeah, like you say, the fact he was, you know, milking it, that was, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, beyond, but honestly, that like the, the, um, the REM story where it Peter Buck, where, Tom, yeah, Tom yeah. brought him up to me. Honestly, all these years, I've thought, bloody, you know, I was like, not angry at him, but I was a bit like, oh, Jesus Christ, you know, talk about putting me on the spot. I had no, I had no, I had no idea that Peter Buck had effectively gone, oh, I've just, you know, I've just watched your brother's band. Would you mind introducing me? I, I had no idea about that. And that... That is that is what I consider the magic of like this. I, you know, I haven't listened to any other podcasts, so I can't tell you if it's the magic of any others. But that, no matter who it is, when you just like it's, it's kind of like telepathically planting a memory back in the mind just in an instant, and it has like a quality that I can't get enough of. Do you know what I mean? And that's kind of that guides who I um, think about in terms of guests, because I think who can, I just look at and sort of say a couple of sentences or something and they'll just go, Oh God, do you know what I mean? I remember that. And that just fires off, like I say, a natural enthusiasm from memory. And that's kind of becoming what I'm chasing in these podcasts. Yeah. But so Tom had a lot of great stories to tell. Uh, I really enjoyed that episode massively. Um, and yes, you are right. He was, uh, mortally wounded that he wasn't yeah. actually in the poll, <laughs> even though, oh, you know, I know there was other, do you know what I mean? There was other, he could have considered himself part of that. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Phil and Stu's episodes weren't on there. Do you know what I mean? But, um, you know, well, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It, you know, when I was doing the you're poll, you're only allowed four, aren't you? You're only allowed four on Twitter. So what? You exactly, know, what are you going to do? Exactly, mate. That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> I've, I've never even used a poll before, and I don't think Pete has either. Because when we, you know, we put four options in, and then went right number five, and it went that's your lot. And you're like, oh, what? But I suppose it was well, not not a bit of fun. Well, it was a bit of fun, really. Obviously, you know, um, but in in a good way. And I've liked reading through people's comments um, in terms of when they've selected other and that elaborated on it i love that sort of stuff i love the interaction from 
you know, the listeners or fans or Patreon, everyone. I, I, I really enjoy that interaction. Um, and yeah, so to, to talk about the, the Tim episode as well, the Tim Vigan episode, that... See, as soon as I, as soon as I started this, he was the first person I wanted. Do you know what I mean? Because you, I've known about his natural fire and enthusiasm for something that he enjoys since I very first laid eyes on him. Do you know what I mean? Where when I was sixteen years old, and as soon as I thought about this and thinking about, you know, what what can we talk about? Who can I talk to? I was just like Tim, get to it. And, and I tell you what, as well, the instant I thought I'm getting Tim on, I thought. I'll get Tim on because I won't have to talk because I know that he'll just talk like for ages and ages and you won't be able to shut him up. And not in a bad way, like I say, that was life-saving for me at the time because he was the first guest we've had on. And I suppose no matter how much you try and go, look, this is, you know, this is just a conversation in a Zoom. I suppose everyone knows it's going to be edited into a podcast. So no matter how many times you say, don't worry about it, we'll edit it. You're still conscious of what you're saying, what you're doing. And I think that having Tim on was great because it just, like I say, it gave, it gave me a chance to listen and enjoy his memories as well because that's what Tim's role was and you know, obviously still is really in the sense that you know when we were in those development years and Tim was coming up from London and just coming up for the day and that and just vibing us up do you know what I mean listening to what we were doing and it, like I say being visible that natural enthusiasm he's got um and you know and the natural love for us all because he's you know we've all been through a lot together um as most people who exist in any kind of social group do inevitably through the passing of time um you you know you you go through some shit don't you whether that be personal or as a group and you know you can't always i suppose not everyone gets the chance to necessarily write those issues so i think from certainly my point of view and again this has been really subconscious but i don't know whether this has almost been like a a kind of a mission to myself to uh heal rifts in my own mind do you know what I mean? Not necessarily heal, because I think we'd already healed the risk between ourselves. Although, you know, I, I will, I would say that a lot of that healing, if you want, in inverted commas, I know you can't see I'm doing inverted commas, but the podcast that we did with all the band and everyone else has developed that in me. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's like every one of them's like a little bit more of a puzzle. It's kind of, in a way, putting me back together, I suppose. Um, you know, I don't want that to sound too, I don't know, like whimsical, so to speak, but that's kind of how it feels. Um, so that was, and I think, Tim, I think that I would agree with you that Tim Vigan's episode, I think that's still my favourite. Like after, I mean, I'll talk about others that are my favourite as well, but in terms of the information he relayed, I, that's a point, is that? Because like, I mean, even people who were close to me, even my family and stuff, they weren't sat there when we were having these meetings with Tim, other than very, other than uh, right at the start when, you know, we were sort of going through the emotions of being, you know, formally signed to him or whatever. But no one else, I had to relay things. And I'll tell you what, I've grown up with it. I've grown up with people believing that I exaggerate. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. I, it, all, it always felt like a battle to convince people how sort of well we were regarded by do, do you know what i mean i don't know it's hard to explain and that that's gone over years and that's as soon as i thought about getting tim on i just thought to myself that will just put everything in so much more context i think hearing from him and hearing from him about sort of discovering the band that gave you guys and obviously all the listeners so much uh, so much joy um i just thought it were it would be a great person to have on and yeah and, you know, I want to have Tim on again to talk about other things. You know, probably my next idea, we're actually uh, have him on to talk about our first, our very first trip to Japan, which were absolutely mm. brilliant, which we did with Tim. But um, yeah, so, sorry, Tim, go yeah. on, go on. No, it's, I was just going to come back on what you were saying about um, sort of bringing memories back to life. And I think, I think that's why these podcasts are so important and, and your music as well. So it's sort of music are, are memories that are captured in the moment in time, aren't they? Mm -hmm. You know, when, you, when you're talking about the first album and, uh, and what everyone were doing at that time, it, it's sort of, for frustrated musicians like me, and I'm sure there are a lot listening, it sort of allows us to live vicariously. The mid-noughties around sort of Halifax, Leeds, Huddersfield, there were bands everywhere. You know, you could, you could get a gig... Yeah. four or five times a week if you had enough mates mm. and then you talking about these memories of you dicking about in band room and everything mm. it's like that that were us and all we were just weren't that good 
Do you know what? So, so, <laughs> so it's so it's so cool to to listen to, and especially just moving on to the the gym episode in particular to hear about what you did in the the studio and how we hired in all that equipment. And I'd be like a kid in a sweet shop. Yeah, right. you know, like, I've got my guitar. Here, I've got all this really expensive gear. Just just leave me here for a full day. I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll sort of find something and, and with your talent combined with that something's bound to happen and for us to live vicariously through that I think that's really cool oh yeah yeah man um because i don't really know if anyone's ever done this before i mean not that that matters but i mean in terms of uh someone from a band giving i know people from bands sort of host other podcasts and things but in terms of going into this much depth about things um i'm not sure but again that that was the drive another drive of mine was to well i've already said it really but to to give people that window into a, into all these different aspects and it, and it really be a sort of holistic view of being in a band in in general really and the fact that it's not necessarily always magic as people assume it is do you know what i mean i think that's um there's a lot yeah. of people who just assume it's all all fun and games which don't get me wrong it is but you know obviously i don't have to necessarily elaborate too much on the fact that it's not always fun and games and the thing you got the thing i got to realize as well is i don't care who likes a party if you're fucking partying all the time it gets boring at the end <laughs> do you know what i mean so all these people are like well you just get hammered all the time and like do mad shit you're like yeah that gets boring <laughs> that gets boring past like after the first six months or something when you're like oh god i'm so tired i could die do you know what i mean yeah. like all of a sudden like oh do you want to go out all night no what do you mean? No. Well, I can't be fucking asked. You know what I mean? I literally cannot be bothered. I'm, I'm, I'm off to I'm off to bed, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, so um when you did make it big and you were you were flying around Japan and America, do you ever just want to go back to playing hide and seek in band room and, and not being famous and not being big, you know? Um that's a really interesting question. That that's a really interesting question. I don't I don't think so. Well, it depends at what point, really. It depends. I mean, honestly, when I uh, talk about me on flying around anywhere, whenever I'm ever on a plane, I would rather hmm. be anywhere else. Do you know what I mean? So let's like, get that's getting that as an aside. I despise flying. You know, that made touring a nightmare for me, man, because I despise flying. But, yeah. you know, was there a time where I, have a, where I have a wish to go back to just playing hide and seek? Well, the thing you've got to realise, Tim, is that we carried that... I mean, that this is a point, and it's a good point to raise, but we carried that shit everywhere. We carried that banter everywhere. You know, like, I, I, I see what you're saying, really. Maybe I've taken it the wrong way. Maybe I've taken it too literally. But, you know, would, do I long for the days back in the practice room? i tell you what, not necessarily, no, really. Uh, maybe maybe to relive a bit of the magic we were creating but like like i say we carried that level of banter in terms of the hide and seek in a fucking studio or whatever you know whatever else we were doing to amuse ourselves that literally followed us everywhere and um we're going to be having steve phillips on as well actually our press officer at some point soon and honestly that lad is just that's all he is his banter and when he used to come out on trips and bring you know bring journalists and stuff we had a right laugh so that's going to be a really interesting podcast um but yeah i don't know i suppose the other thing that you said tim which is interesting is the fact that it gives people who were what you refer to as um what did you refer to yourself as frustrated, frustrated musicians yeah frustrated musicians yeah, yeah like you say it, it gives people such as yourself that window into things and i thought you do you know what it's weird because i i don't know if it's going to sound weird this but because i'm so used to this side of things and it happened so quick for us like since i've been on social media and especially facebook i think like i don't know the amount of people who just sort of give me a window into effectively the other side of coin do you know what i mean in terms of what being in um a band where you have to sort of plug it for years is like because you know we we never had that we had that sort of that immediate um upward trajectory which continued although you know yeah. we spoke to we spoke to nick hodgson about that very thing didn't we um and that's a great episode that we hadn't actually addressed yet i love that nick hodgson episode um what a fascinating guy he is because we you know we've come across each other in the past sort of briefly not really spoke too much but to actually sit down with him um at that level and talk to him uh, i just i found it really enlightening and i found his his attitude in general um quite infectious to be honest 
Um, but yeah, let's let's go back to Lidsquidge and talk to Lidsquidge a little bit about um, another episode she mentioned, um, which was the Rick McNamara episode. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it was such a... And whatever else you want to talk about, Squidge, but you know that was just me linking back in there. Um, yeah, the, the Rick episode and the, both the ones he's done... Like you say, he sort of puts me, he puts me at ease, does Rick, straight away. He's one of them guys that um, whenever you're in his presence, he's just like, he's so calm. And I'm quite highly strung, obviously, as I'm sure we all know by now. Uh, well, I don't know if all of us know, but anyway. Really? Uh, well, shut up. I am quite highly strung. So, um, I, well, I can be anyway. So Rick, like, just... Whenever I speak to him, you just have a laugh. He's one of them blokes. That his laugh's infectious. He's got a, a, a wicked sense of humour. Um, and he's got the very, well, the same experience in the sense that he was in a, you know, in, well, still in a band. And that, I, I, I like I like that aspect on the podcast as well. But yeah, it's great to talk about whatever you want. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that what I like about the podcast with you and Rick is you bounce off each other. There's a lot of banter because you're, you're really good mates. And yeah. I like the fact that Rick can tell you how it is, you know, <laughs> he can be honest with you and you're just like, yeah, right, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> and I just like the fact that um, it's like, I, I hate this, I hate, I said before about, about hating the word journey, but we are all on the mm. ride with you essentially that's we're all here because of adam nutter you know we're listening to you and your experiences and what's happening to you you know and um i think it's just when you have rick on it's just lovely to hear also from his point of view his experiences what he's gone through being very similar Mm -hmm. I think in lots of ways, maybe not so what happened to them as happened to you, you know, happened to the music. I mean, what happened to the music was was pretty traumatic, wasn't it, in yeah. the end? Yeah. But he helps you work through that, you know, and, and I love the fact that we can we're privileged enough to hear about be there with you yeah i mean that's a that's a lovely thing to say you said a few lovely things definitely um uh rick does make me very honest uh he has a way of asking questions which does sort of it don't get your back up because he just asks in the right way do you know what i mean some people just have just have a way about them that gets your back up do you know what i mean and rick is the polar opposite to that um he <laughs> is man do you know what i mean it's just such a lovely guy and you know you could talk about anything with rick and it will be interesting i think because he's, he's honest and i think that's one thing that's important when you're doing anything like this is if you're not really honest then it it will sound uh well, it, I don't think it sound it won't sound as engaging if you're not being honest, because effectively you try to you know you try to make it up as you go along. Really, I think, but absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, like you say, then any genuine warmth between two people, uh, rel- reliving memories like that, I suppose, like I've said, is is great. And Rick's Rick's what I would call good value for money or, or fantastic value for money in a podcast sense. Uh, because again, like and like um, like Nick Hodgson said as well, when you're doing a podcast, because obviously he does his own, which we talked about. But when you have a guest on, most of the time you want to, you, you just like look, just talk. Just say something interesting. Please say something interesting and don't sound boring. Do you know what I mean? And as soon as someone says something and they're not boring, do you know what I mean? You have a great time like we have now. Do you know what I mean? There's been no awkwardness here at all. It's flowed really nicely. I also like the fact that, Squidge, that you said then that, you know, you listen because of Adam Nutter. Did you hear that, Pete? Not because of you. <laughs> I'm only playing Pete. I'm only playing, honestly. I mean, it's something that I've talked about in videos on YouTube videos, I think, but you know, like the level that you've helped me, Pete, is ridiculous. And it, it comes on actually to, to the entire point of like, like you say, Squidge, uh, everyone's on this journey with me and I feel like I'm on the journey with you. Do you know what I mean? And it, it's morphed from, you know, just being purely about the music because that's kind of the only thing that I had other than my sadness, do you know what I mean, in in, that, in the early days to talk about. But as, well, I refer to it as my sadness, whatever. But as we've gone forward, as I've changed, rekindling my belief in myself. So yeah, the thing with Twitter and everything was how much it 
enabled me to, you know, to reconnect with all these memories with all you guys, but sort of have that support at the same time and that level of connection. And not only that, like I've talked to about a million times, I'd forgotten any sense of self-belief I had, um, you know, in regard to a lot of things really, but the, what the level of warmth that came back at me on Twitter and the rest of the band as well, but obviously I, I always say I'm talking about me here. Uh, yeah. The level of warmth that came back to me at Twitter was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, and that was key, I think, to to, every, to all of this, literally to all of it in terms of getting me connecting with people again and talking to people again and sort of having a more of a positive outlook on life. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, being really, 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 really fucking blunt, I suppose I could put it, being really fucking blunt, it got to a point where, and I'm, I, I, I guess everyone must have this at some point, you get to that fucking point where you're like, well, is this it then? Is, is this what it's going to be for until I'm fucking like whatever age it is until I die? There's no, there's no ever more really exciting going to happen than this. I mean, I'm in a routine. Fair enough, I might go on some fucking holidays, but like in terms of how I feel about myself, I mean, not necessarily anything else in terms of how I feel about myself. Is this, the, is this what it's going to fucking be for the rest of my life? Do you know what I mean? It, it, it kind of got to that point. So to instantly have that level of, support on twitter we're just like oh fucking hell do you know what i mean and it's deep any any level of depression it don't matter how fucking far down you go it takes nothing it, it, it takes something very it, it has to be the right thing but when the right thing comes along you're suddenly left with a feeling of well where's all that gone then do you know what i mean because this <laughs> kind of it feels like such a little thing really in terms of like in a in a massive storm in your own head but it's like the little thing grows to overtake the storm and then suddenly you're yeah. like well what i've been used to you know what has been my reality for effectively 10 years is suddenly not anymore and that's you know as i'm sure everyone can identify with that's fucking invigorating of course it is so i <laughs> that is the effectively the energy with which i go forward with you know with with everything that I'm, that I'm doing with james chapman with maps you know what i mean which i'm really really excited about and all the other things that's going on this podcast and other music that i'm making and other yeah. friends that i'm making and connections that i'm making like you guys you know like the live streams such a fucking laugh. Do you know what I mean? We have such a good time. Yeah, yeah. This has been a pretty crazy ride, man. Like like you said, you started out just like, a matter of fact, when we first started this, you were like, yeah, we could do this podcast. And I had this crazy idea of like, oh yeah, it'd be interesting to get the guys on and uh, and maybe even the whole band eventually and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. maybe we can, you know, as as Squidge was talking about, you know, find different pieces of the puzzle to, to create something like a deeper story. And that's kind of like the power of a podcast anyway. It's like, to me, the favorite episodes have been the individual ones with each band member. Like being able to talk to Stu for a whole hour just about bass is not something you get to do a lot you know you know being able to talk to to phil for a whole hour just about the technical things about drumming and and his style of drumming for a whole hour that, that that's a pretty special thing to hear you know and all the way through with rob and everything else but the, the journey or the ride if you will has been yeah. has been a pretty cool up to 25 and i love the fact that on the side of this while we're doing this podcast and it's building you know some momentum you're doing side projects you're writing music and then, yeah. you know and then all of a sudden you know you're hooking up with maps and starting to create some really cool stuff and so it's interesting to have that mm -hmm. parallel of the podcast where we're looking into the past of things and getting a better <laughs> understanding but at the same time being fully aware and up to date about all the cool stuff that you're working on now yeah man that opportunity again as you know the the well i say opportunity that well that's exactly what i call it really the the collaboration with james chapman which i, I don't know how much i've talked about really we haven't really talked about it a great deal it's something that's moving very fast in me own mind and in james's i'm sure um but yeah that's that is something that again came about through through all this do you know what i mean i think it was originally to be fair to him to give him his credit i think it was ross mcculley who actually sort of said look you know you should do like a you know like an instrumental album hmm. and that that had never it just never occurred to me that i mean it it had in a sense but i kind of thought well would anyone be bothered so anyway you know when i eventually decided you know what I'm going to put out a tweet saying, does anyone fancy collaborating? And, you know, I got lots of stuff back, lots of stuff from lots of different people and all of it quite interesting. Do you know what I mean? But I don't know. I mean, to be truthfully honest, none of it made me sort of jump out of my seat effectively. It was all like, oh, you know, okay, there's some interesting stuff there. But, you know, I, it was Richard Fitzthomas who's actually sat with us who effectively thought in his own mind, you know, I think that, you know, this could be a good collaboration. Do you know what I mean? So 
like I, the difference between me now and me previously would, I'd have just sat there. If someone had told me to do that, I'd have just sat there and gone, well, what's point in doing that? If anyone really wanted to work with me, they'd have found a way of maybe getting in touch with someone who used to fucking know me or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I think it's fully representative of my, well, what has replaced, um, you know, before I just used to chase excitement in terms of chase something that excited me, whether it, you know, whatever it be, bloody hobbies that I had or something like that, just something to fill the time, something to fill the void. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I, I guess is all anyone's trying to fucking do really is fill the fucking void. That's what life is. But so what you know that what that has turned into now is like a I don't know how to say it other than a, a ruthless need to keep making something happen just so that I don't have to do that thing again where you sit there and go is this fucking it until I'm gotten you know until God releases me is this fucking it do you know what I mean like it's, well, I think it's cool that you finally learned that lesson I mean it's not it right you're you've yeah. got you, you had creativity when you were with the music initially you, you came up with some really 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 just unique and creative stuff and now you're doing the same it's just it's slightly different but it's just it's also really really good and so yeah. i'm glad that you finally learned that lesson that yeah you, what, there's, th the creativity can go different ways yeah and i think to cut back to something we've talked about quite a few times but i think you know i i can see things incredibly deeply but at the same time i can at the same time i can see him at an incredibly linear level and get lost in that so let's you know take for example and you know let's make no bones about it the downward trajectory of what you would call our career in terms of the first album selling shitloads second album doing less third and doing even less how do you think that came across in my fucking mind do you know what i mean other than people are losing interest so what that eventually does to you is batters down your self-belief do you know what I mean? And then, you know, you're getting dropped and then you get picked up by another label. But once you've been dropped once, well, I suppose it's like love. Do you know what I mean? Well, it fucking is. That's exactly what it's fucking like. Do you know what I mean? When you when you have that first, when you fall in love with someone for the first time and, you know, they betray you or whatever. Do you know what I mean? That sort of, that downward trajectory had an effect on my self-belief, which is, I think, what we're, we're talking about here in general, really, is all the things that I'm doing now, uh, ways for me to think, I love this self, I love this feeling of self-belief. It's like a fucking drug. And I had it in God knows how long. I'm really enjoying it. And you know what? I don't want it to yeah. end. So, yeah, fair enough. We've got the, the music reunion. And, you know, so the, second that, the second that even became a concept, I thought to myself, well, because of the situation that has a shelf life, you know, it, it, is, it is one show. Do you know what I mean? So sure. that is fantastic. And it, it was a year ago then, and it's effectively a year ago now, whatever. But I knew in my own mind that could not be... In terms of the excitement it gave me, I just thought, well, ah, fuck, I'm building on this. Do you know what I mean? There's no goddamn way I'm sitting on my ass again now. I never thought I'd even taste this level of, of, of fulfillment, um, stimulation. I, I'm trying to think of words that actually adequately give it context as to um, the emotions it releases in me. Because let's face it, you know, same situations release different, different emotions in different people. But... Mm -hmm. I don't know. This, this whole thing has just been fucking joyful. And anyway, I, I, I did want to cut back a little bit to Richard Fitzthomas and I've gone off on a tangent, but what the point I'm making here is the, the, the positive power of social media. As much as people vilify Twitter and say it's toxic, I've never fucking experienced any toxicity. All I've experienced is a fucking load of support, a load of people wanting to help me. And then, like I say, people like Richard Fitzthomas listening to someone like Dream Twister and thinking, well, you know, Dream Twister in point, really. And I'm going to cut back to what I was saying about maps, you know, Richard sort of tweeting saying, I think you two would sound good together. And, you know, you, you linked some of James's music and I pressed play and instantly after like three or four seconds, I was like, all right. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that's when I fired, yeah. I fired dream twister straight back. And then it was, it was James's reaction to that, that really sort of really elevated me to a new level because I'm sure some people will be sat around thinking, well, you know, like, I don't know, is it that exciting? But, oh, fucking hell it is. Do you know what I mean? That someone, someone, you know, with that caliber wanted, wanted to work with me. I just thought it were ace. But when you, when you posted them uh, clips, I think it was like last summer, when you, like, you going through a stage of like posting loads of them, mm. With like the movie lightning stuff, there was like a couple like um, uh, it was a sky fires and yeah, time yeah, falls, yeah. and I was listening to them and I was just thinking that sounds a little bit like maps that. And then when you were talking about uh, it, it probably about six six weeks ago, whatever it was, 
mm. and you were saying like I fancy doing like um, you know some sort of soundtracky kind of stuff and yeah. see if someone can you know work with it and stuff. Thought so, yeah yeah that could that could work. And then when you um, when you find the tweets out, um, I copied them in, and then like my sister who's like sort of like who, who likes views and likes maps as well mm. said you need to um, message maps directly. So like. Um, I said, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. But then before I even did it, he'd actually replied to it and said, I've DM'd you. So she was like, we're on. <laughs> you know wow. I mean? So she was like, so it's like, she was like thinking the same thing as well. So yeah, like when he, when he, when he messaged you back, I was like, is right. We're nice. on. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I was made up. I was made up. Like, cause, cause I thought like, it just, it just seemed like such a perfect fit, especially the fact that he's gone with Dream Twister. Which mm. was like the one that was stripped down. Mm. There was no effects or anything like that. It was just, it was just that, and that, and, and I think that would suit him perfectly. The fact he can just take that and then just roll with it and just do everything he needs to do with it. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just absolutely buzzing when he came back and, yeah, just like said, well, like when he came back last week and said, yeah, this is, this is unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 man. So, yeah, what's what's a feeling that was, honestly. Oh, great, mate. I mean, like like you say, you know, that whole situation in itself at first was really exciting. And I'm like, oh, man, this is really cool. Do you know what I mean? Maps is, you know, like, Maps is a real deal. Um, and I, I've had enough disappointment disappointment in my life that I don't count chickens before the arch, obviously. But there was a bit of me that when I was listening to, to his stuff, I was thinking, well, this is... This is this is you know this is perfect for what we're talking about here for this sort of instrumental stuff yeah. that I have in my mind and it's interesting with stuff like Dream Twister like and the little guitar bits of stuff stuff I've done I never really had any you know I'm not I'm not kidding you right but every one of my riff videos that isn't the music I come up with in about ten seconds I literally walk upstairs turn the thing off turn the lights on put any effect on and just start playing. Do you know what I mean? That's literally yeah. how I do it. Yeah, yeah. So I'd never really had any any long term plans for any of them. But you know, sort of think when 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 that sort of that idea were born in my head, and I was thinking, well, you know, you, you look at stuff like Dream Twister, and it's it, that it it's the essence of an instrumental. Do you know what I mean? Because the melody the yeah. melody's all there, and it you know yeah. it, it doesn't. You almost don't need vocals on that track. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that. Like you say, so anyway, to get back to it, it was interesting sort of waiting for him to work on it and thinking, well, what am I going to get back? Do you know what I mean? What What's it actually going to be like? Because I had all these sort of visions in my mind and sort of, you know, I could hear what I kind of wanted it to sound like. And the great thing was as well is when we talked about this collaboration, uh, James said to me, you know, what do you hear? Do you know what I mean? What, what, what vibe do you think? So I gave him a sprawling email, like a ridiculous sort of level talking about all these kind of different things that I think of when I hear it, do you know what I mean? And it was it was interesting how useful he found that actually. And then anyway, the point being, when I got it back, do you know what I mean? It was just a absolute revelation for me because coming from someone who's not done anything for, for 10 years in the music industry or anything to do with music, you know, to suddenly have a track after, after all that time. I don't know, I've done demos and stuff and I've done my song videos and that, but to actually have what I would think of in my own mind as like a, well, like a real track, do you know what I mean? That I've done with someone and it's not only going to be one track because, you know, the, the plan is, you know, I don't want to really talk too much about the specifics right now, but we're doing, we're doing more is all I'm going to say about that right now. I think, um, yeah. you know, we, we are doing more, we're making more music, um, currently working on lots of stuff, uh, for, for that. And so, yeah, yeah. And it's the power of Twitter that, that linked that up really. And, you know, someone else's, um, sort of musical knowledge, um, and reaching out and, isn't that just the essence of life really in itself? Do you know what I mean? In terms of yeah, that just felt that, that were a helping hand. All, all what you guys have done for me and not, not just the patrons, obviously you guys above all else, but everyone who sort of contributes on any of my socials really. Um, and has done, especially like from the start and don't you get me wrong. I know everyone's logos and names and stuff. If you've anyone who's ever commented, I know your name and I know your logo, do you know, it's in there. Do you know what I mean? So I never, I never forget stuff like that. Um, I never, well, I don't, I think most people, most humans like that. Do you know what I mean? I mean, no one ever forgets it if you if someone offers you genuine support at a time when you really need it. Who forgets that shit? Do you know what I mean? Other than someone who uh, doesn't deserve to remember it, I suppose. But yeah, I'm going to stop talking for a millisecond and let someone else talk while I have a drink. Uh, say what you fucking want. 
It was a fascinating tweet you talked there, Adam, about uh, about maps and, and how excited you are to work with him. I bet it's the same the other way around. It's almost like you've you've not got a perception of just how good you are. Yeah, you know, that happens all the time. It's mad. I, I remember. I remember the first time I saw you live, going going back home and thinking, bloody hell, I've got to have a look at this. And I went and bought, um, back then we didn't have tabs, it were a magazine, Total Guitar. Mm. And uh, you, you were in there and I, I looked at it and I, I picked my guitar up and went, fuck it, it's wrong, is this tab? There's no way this is right. <laughs> I'm looking at looking at my guitar, there's no way a human can get from there to there that quick. It's, it's just, it can't happen. So I just threw it in the bin. And, <laughs> 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 Honestly, I, I, you, I think you're probably one of the best, if not the best, guitarists of your generation. I, I don't think you give yourself enough credit for how good you are. Well, I mean, that's a. Uh, I have to say, a couple of people have said that, and look, man, you know, I'm never gonna. Um, I don't know. I, all I can say to that is thank you very much, and that's all. That's all anyone can ever say at a time like that. Listen, I aren't one of these guys who's going to fucking throw a compliment in your face. I aren't that guy. Do you know what I mean? Because I have been yeah. funny. That shit pisses me off. So I'm not going to turn around and say, no, that's bollocks. I'm not best guitarist of my generation because you've just expressed your opinion. And that's what an opinion is. It's yours. Um, and I appreciate it at a ridiculous level. And, um, you know, it, it goes to feed the ever-growing sort of sense of belief I've got in myself. And that, like, as, I, as I say, when you have got that sense of belief in yourself, that is the difference between, um, well, it's those, it's those little small things that will make the big difference in the end. Do you know what I mean? Just shall I put that tweet out saying, does anyone want to collaborate with me? I know you fuck, I know you probably don't. I know you probably don't, but I'm just saying, does anyone want to collaborate with me? And I, I, Tim, I do hear it a lot. A, a lot of people, and some of them say it more bluntly than others, but a lot of people sort of reiterate that I really don't give myself enough credit, but is that yeah. not the, um, you know, one of the walking, talking traits of someone who despises himself? But don't get me wrong, <laughs> I'm not quite as bad as that anymore. I don't quite despise myself. Like, I can look at myself in the mirror now, which is a good thing. Um, but Well, I've told you this many times, and I'll say it again. You are by far the best guitarist on this podcast. No questions <laughs> asked. <laughs> Never fucking miss it. Never miss it. I'm offended by I'm absolutely offended by that. I think it's disgusting. I know. I was thinking that earlier, you know, saying that saying that me and Adam are both guitarists is like saying that Tiffany and Argos both sell jewellery. <laughs> yeah, a bit of quality difference there. A, a bit reductive, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just just slightly. So question for Adam and, and, and our guests here, uh, Rich, Tim, Squidge, you know, we, we've done 25 episodes now. You know, we've tried to, you know, we started out, you know, getting to know each other, Adam and I. Uh, we started to, as we said earlier, put a couple of pieces of the puzzle from the history of the beginning of the music, how they got signed, uh, you know, their, their producers. We've had all the individual band members on. And then I did, I think we did something that was actually really uh, pretty unique is we actually did a music review, uh, almost like a director's cut of the first album. And we definitely will do more of those in, in other albums. So what have we missed? What, what do you think would make for some really good content moving forwards other episodes any thoughts anyone you've already said it we, we, we need to do welcome to the north mm. and strengthen numbers and oh, yeah. the b-sides and also yep. um the extra bits on strengthen numbers as well yeah yeah you need to hammer that shit out of that <laughs> honestly, they are honestly because well i'll probably speak for the others as well they are amazing so we need to have oh, yeah. in depth on them which hasn't been covered properly yet no, especially because mm. like "Welcome to the North" is because like I I I sort of look like I sort of like really like the music, but as soon as um, "Welcome to the North" came out, that was major sort of oh my I, I fucking love that album, right. love that album, yeah, honestly. Because I remember um, it was on uh, it was on um, Zane Lowe's program, and I was driving, and they had um, a little um, preview. It was like. 10 seconds of each song mm -hmm. and I was like I nearly crashed I was like oh, fucking hell when's the <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ I was like I, I just couldn't believe even even from them 10 seconds I was like yeah. fucking hell mm. like, it's rapid fire yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah you might have to edit this but oh my no, god right, I was man. like this is unbelievable no I love it I love, I love oh, that I mean like like, cause, like, remember you saying that um, you you were driving to that album, and honestly, like, like if I've got anything to do, like, sort of, like, uh, I don't know, like, sort of, like, cooking, like, just sort of, like, running, whatever. Yeah. Welcome to the north. Oh my god, that that is my go-to. That's honestly. your go-to. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Just it like is. just no. motivational. It is. It is just yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It exactly. just gets your blood up, gets your blood up, and gives you that sort of impetus to do something. I know what you mean, man. Like when music pounding, is, absolutely pounding. Honestly. Yeah, man. Yeah. That that very first guitar riff on "Welcome to the North." The minute oh, that God. starts, I just feel like yeah, just there, just <laughs> yeah. there, just there. I'm in the honestly. zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, like, 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 like I said it to Adam Ford as well. Like that is a skyscraper of a riff. Like. Mm. Oh my God! Yeah, honestly, yeah. no, it's one of my favorite riffs. So we talk about Welcome to the North. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally one of my favorite riffs, man. Yeah. What I liked as well is um, Tim brought it up is having um, Tom on and organise people that weren't directly involved mm. in the music, but were all, but were there, experienced yeah. it. I found that really fascinating as well mm. to hear it from their point of view. So more people like that as mm. well. Um, I don't know. I don't know who you, you know, and you know who. Da- you David Cobble. David Cobble. We'll be getting David Cobble on. Deg. We'll definitely be getting Deg on because I mean, Deg. Yeah. Me and Deg have been glued, think, glued together since we were like seventeen, eighteen. And also, I think it'd be interesting to speak to people who kind of known you in that in between period as well. Mm. It'd be quite interesting to hear about um, when they first found out actually who you were <laughs> and that you were the guitarist in this fucking fuck off rock yeah. band that, that did Glastonbury and toured the world, you know? Yeah. I have got, well, I think I, it'd be really interesting. I have got a, a very brief, funny story about that. But when I got into swimming, um, you know, I sort of do masters swimming and, I'd been doing it for quite a while. I'd been doing it because obviously I garden in, in the on season and in the off season, I just swim every day and they had no idea. And like I said, at that point, I want broadcasting it to people. And I got Pally, we won at blokes, you know, we'd sort of sit and have dinner afterwards. And, he, you know, I got I got on with him really well. Um, a, a, a guy called Stuart, really nice guy. And I, t- I told him, about it you know i'm like that me i'm like a i'm like a heat-seeking missile with good people and if i find one i just open up to them Do you know i don't really have any i don't have a gradual release mm-hmm. of things of information if i find someone i connect with bang they get it all at once and i take mm-hmm. my mask off and it's just like right here i am Do you know what i mean so one day anyway i because i always get i used to get there early and uh warm up a bit so i'm you know going up and down and anyway, I, I was warming up and I I'd, I'd sort of looked up and glanced and one of the other lads was sort of stood on the edge and he was sort of laughing and pointing at me and I was thinking, what's going on here anyway? So I went to the end and I was like, I was with you? And he was just like, mate, you're a fucking rock star. <laughs> literally, literally, he said it like that. He said, you've been fucking swimming here for about a year and you had not told anyone? And I was just like, well... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, like, <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine what they must have thought. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Tim? Anything, anything we're missing on the podcast? Yeah. So I, I, I think going back to what you were saying about the the Japan gig, and uh, I know for me, we've talked before, and one of my favourite gigs was the uh, Manchester Academy too. And you, you said you hated it, or it wasn't very good, or something <laughs> like that. I think it'd be really cool to get maybe someone from the band or, or, or just you talking about uh, the gigs you've done and which ones you liked mm, and which that, rooms uh, were good, which rooms yeah. were good, you know? Yeah. 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 And that's a, br- yeah, that's, that's a brilliant idea, Tim. Um, I'm not going to give you full credit for it because it's something we have talked <laughs> about doing ourselves. But yeah, it is, it, no, seriously, it, it is a really good idea. And I think there's a lot of, well, there's, you know, hours and hours of conversations that I'm sure I could have with every, every one of the lads. And, you know, not only that, but like the road crew and stuff, you know, some of the, some of the lads who yeah. were with us like the whole time and through the good times and then through the bad times, different tour managers we've had, good ones and bad ones, but mainly good ones. Um, you know, well, we're not going to have the bad ones on. Fuck him. Never mind. Um, but yeah, um, so it'd be interesting to hear from some of those people what it's like living on a bus. Do you know what I mean? And all that fucking shit for that for that long. But yeah, so gigs as well. That'll be a really good one. Um, talking about favourite memories from shows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's all sorts of stuff we can do uh, going forward. And I suppose originally, you know, I mean, you know, I've never had a, a long, well, I don't, I've never had a, any kind of plan for this. It's just rolled literally as it as it's been so organic organic i know i use that word at irritating amount but it's it's never been more fitting should we say what our favorite gigs are well i think i think to be honest i think that'll be another episode in itself because okay. I, I was just going to say i think this has worked fantastically so um yeah i think there's a hell of a lot of mileage in talking to you guys and uh having other patrons on as well um 
I think it's fi- <laughs> it's fired my imagination off my memories. Uh, and I found it really, really engaging and really, really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, Pete, what, I mean, how long will we be recording for now? I think we've, you know, we're going to, oh, we're going to have to wrap it up soon, aren't we? Otherwise this is going to be a two, yeah. two part episode, isn't it, man? But the, oh yeah, there's been I a lot we're of on to part four now, aren't we? Well, that's it. So yeah, anyway, what a special episode to have as the 25th episode. I've absolutely loved this. It's been obviously incredibly ego inflating for me. Oh, I'm joking, honestly, but <laughs> no, seriously, I've, it's been great talking to you guys. I know I've, I've been interacting with you all on Twitter for so long and, you know people on other socials as well but to actually get a couple of you all in the same room and even when we do live streams you know that's great but again that's just me on camera and then you guys sort of chatting through text so to experience a bit of the dynamic with actually having you in the room and you know talking about your memories and thoughts and feelings about everything has been absolutely fantastic so uh thank you guys ever so much for giving up your time and uh coming on and talking to us and like i say i'm sure we'll be doing it again um i really loved it and yeah i think let's just leave it there now so thank you very much for listening and thank you very much for listening to the previous 25 episodes as well it means a, a massive deal to me and you know to have i can't remember now over 50 patrons i think the podcast has got now um yeah it's just it's great so yeah before i start sort of getting too emotional about that let's leave it there thank you very much for listening mate Once another thing you said, I want to pick up on. Let me have a drink and a cough. <coughs> um, oh, button. Yeah, I've got a mute button. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. And I've got a Pete slagging off button as well. Where is it? Fuck off, Pete. Fuck off, Pete. Did something else. How dare you? <laughs>